Sports Talk New York with your hosts, Mark Rosenman and A.J. Carter. Sports Talk New York is sponsored in part by Prince Associates for all your insurance needs, the Phoenix Tube Company, the law firm of Declator Cohen and DePrisco, Solomon Jewelers, and General Needs Charity, serving our homeless veterans with dignity. And now, here are your hosts, Mark and AJ. Joining us now is the man who was born right down the road here in East Yapank, New York. He was a star athlete at Longwood High School in Middle Island, New York. He played cornerback, wide receiver on the Longwood Lions football team, which won the 2004 Long Island Championship. He wrestled, learned jiu-jitsu. In his senior year, he set the New York State deadlifting record for men weighing up to 145 pounds by lifting, lifting 470 pounds. This past week, he broke his own record by winning 25 of his first 26 fights with 21 knockouts when he fought Luis Flores, and and it is absolutely for AJ and I and Ryan, who also met him, a thrill to welcome back the reigning super lightweight champion of the North American Boxing Association, the Hebrew Hammer, Cletus Selden. Welcome, Cletus. Thank you. That was one quite impressive uh, announced. I wish I could just everywhere I walked into, I just had you just you know, me out, like, and coming into this this room. <laughs> it's almost as long as the story Mark tells about how he did not see uh, you fight. Well, I saw, but ago. not live. I saw, <laughs> but not live. Uh, thanks to the Long Island Railroad, but you know what? Thanks to FITE Television, I actually watched it, streamed it from my house, and, and Beth watched the entire fight, and, and every single time Cletus was getting hit, Beth was putting her head in a pillow. She goes, oh, no, no, no. So it's like, <laughs> no, it's boxing, Beth. It's boxing. So, right. so, so last Friday night, you took on Luis Flores, who was at that point uh, 25-15 with 21 KOs. Flores was a last-minute replacement. So we, before we talk about the actual fight, how does having the opponent change so close to the fight impact your mental approach to that particular flight fight? Well, first of all, that was a sold-out crowd, and you missed the fight? Uh, Cletus, you know, I, I was going to call you and tell you what. So, so check this out. I'm on the 409 train from Manhattan, okay? Uh-huh. Right outside of Jamaica, the train stops and tells us we're being taken out of service because there's switch problems in Mineola. So we get into Jamaica, and all the trains are canceled. I call Beth. This is a Huntington train. I say, Beth, I'm going to hop on this Huntington train. We'll go, you'll meet me in Huntington, and we'll go. We'll pick up the press credentials, blah, 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 blah. I'm standing on the Huntington train for 25 minutes, you know, back-to-back with, you know, probably 100 people that got coronavirus, but that's a different story. All right? <laughs> they take that train out of service. Then they make an announcement. Due to the switch problems, there's an added train on track 9 going to Hicksville, Bethpage, Farmingdale, and Babylon. So I run over there, and I get on the train, and it's a double-decker, and I'm saying, double-decker trains, I don't remember them ever being in Farmingdale. And I go, how yeah. and then how could it go to Babylon? The door shut, no announcements, and everyone on the train said, yeah, yeah, they said Farmingdale. Yeah, it made all those stops, but we went all the way out to Babylon first, okay? And then we sat in Babylon, because by the time we got to Babylon... All the switch problems were solved, and there was no more track space to bring us back through Hicksville. So I ended up walking into my house at 8.35. I, I emailed the guy. I said, what time can I pick up the press credentials to and whatever. And, uh, and then I found it on, on pay-per-view, and we watched it. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, wow. you just had to remind me how bummed I was. So, so Wow. Yeah, exactly. Wow. So now take us back to when they switch your opponent last minute. How does that change your whole mental well, approach? Yeah, so, uh, so it's a Friday. Uh, night, uh, one literally eight days before the next fight, and they give me this new name. They say, this guy's out. This is the new guy. 
I canceled the entire workout to focus on this guy because this guy, his record was like 68 and like 16 because it's not the guy that was fought, obviously. So his, this guy, I'm like, all right, so we sit there, we focus on him, we start working some counters, we go through the workout and go based off of this new guy's strategy. Finish the workout up. Try it. This, this is good. It kind of works the same kind of strategy that we're looking for. Get out of the gym. They tell us, oh, no, <laughs> we, we got a different guy now. Pete Brock gets on the phone and goes, Cleet, I can't do this to you. I'm like, exactly. You can't do this to me. You can't be keep changing a guy if I just focused an entire day after training for four weeks for another guy. So they went through six other guys by Monday morning till they found some kids. Came back, the cartel sent them over, and we fooled them. <laughs> and, man, I, after the fight was over, I've been saying this joke like all week. They couldn't get Tom, the taxi driver. They had to get some crazy guy from another country who's part of the cartels. Like, they couldn't just get that guy down the road. They had to get this crazy psychopath ready to ride or die on the line to come back fight. No? Uh, Damn. So, but do you ever at any was, point have a choice to say, let's not go ahead and cancel the fight? Or because you're headlining, because you're committed, they, they want to because you're bringing people in, into the, the Paramount, uh, was it ever a possibility they would cancel the card, or did you know at some point they were going to find somebody to fight you? They had to find somebody to fight. You know, I am the... The, the show's sold out by now. It's already yeah. sold out. Obviously, the tickets are coming from... The, I, haven't, I haven't been invented there in three years. I haven't been sold out in probably three years. And for me to be there, it was a big deal. Oh, yeah, we'll just find another replacement to do the opening bout. No, you're, that's the main event. Right. And people are coming to see the big main event, not the undercard guys. Uh, unfortunately, you know, they build and grow them. Uh, and for me to be back there, you know, I'm a world-ranked fighter coming back to the Paramount where they haven't had that big name since, like, me and Algeri basically and Joe Smith kind of, you know, left. They haven't had that kind of entertainment value there. Agree. You know, it's also interesting because as soon as the guy got in the rank, I'm looking, wow, this guy has... And when they showed the actual tale of the tape, it didn't appear as big as what I thought it was. But this guy had a decidedly uh, advantage when it came to reach. But yet, you were able to continue to press him. How were you able to go on the offensive when this guy had such a, a, a reach advantage against you? Yeah, so that was another big thing. You know, when we, we don't know what the kid looks like, you know. They have a picture of box wreck of him. We think he looks like some other guy. And when they change the artwork for the actual photo, like the poster for the fight, we just thought they up the photo of the other kid. I didn't even know they even changed the guy's opponent. Like, we put, and now this guy looks just like an updated version of him. So my brother calls me, he's like, updated photo of the fighter. I'm like, no, 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 we're fighting somebody new. And the reason I mention that is because when we go to the weigh-ins, I go off, and I'm looking with my neck 
pointed to the sky like, okay, <laughs> let me go see what these weigh-in pitches look like. I said, this guy is a whole foot taller than What the hell did they find? This guy's making weight. So when we go in the ring the next day, he did not cut the good weight. Uh, he didn't even make the weight. He had a head on 144. He looked, he looked dead at the weigh-in. He shows up in the ring 10 pounds heavier than me. Actually, I get pretty big. And he was tall. I said, oh, Lord, what a night this is going to be. I thought we were going to go in there and breeze through it. And I had to go and chop this guy down. I had to go out there and kind of switch up my whole game plan. I really didn't want to have to get into him and dig, dig, dig. Oh, but at the fourth round, I said, oh, this is what we got to do. Uh, I remember him jabbing me. Like, just in, you get through the jab. I'm like, I couldn't hit him with two jabs if I had my arms were twice as long because this guy was so long. I was like, God damn, my eye. What the hell, man? This thing's huge. That <laughs> was ridiculous. I didn't chop that man down. But it's interesting because we've seen your other fights, and, and this guy took some heavy-duty punishment. At some point, were you wondering, like, what's it going to take to get this guy down? Because, I mean, he was getting some decent blow. You, you were nailing Ooh. him. But then, in the same respect, I'm wondering, all right, Cletus has this fight now on points. But this guy, if he is able to get one opening, yo, how do you continue to press but be equally aware, like, okay, I can't get caught by one of this guy's shots? Right. So that was uh, once I was able to get close into him, he wasn't able to throw his. And then when I would go lefty, too, he wouldn't be able to throw his wicked counter. So me, Scott Lopek, Joga Dejan, all these guys kind of, we kind of all worked on this in a really short time. Uh, so that if we got close enough, we kind of knew what to do. And he basically fought off like the same kind of rhythm, two punches together. So once I got into him, I was able to dig, dig, dig. Once, uh, because I have so many pro fights now, I've seen so many tough that can take those head shots. But they can't take the body shot. This kid, you could have hit him with a baseball bat. You probably wouldn't have look and punched him in the body. He would fall. So while I was doing my combinations, I kind of caught his rhythm to where he would throw his next big combination because when he threw, he threw everything at it. And as he was winding up to throw, because everything like slows down, he's winding up. He's about to throw that combination. I basically stabbed him in the stomach twice and I hit him in the head, and he falls right to the floor for the first time. Yeah, I was like, I was like, yes. Finally. <laughs> so, so in the sixth round, you open a vicious cut over his left eye. Uh, then you, you pin him in the corner and you land that massive right hand, sending blood gushing all over the place, at which point Randy Gordon even mentioned that he got hit with it, at which point Beth said, would we have been sitting near there? I go, yeah, we would have been yeah. sitting right behind him. She goes, I'm kind of glad the train came <laughs> in late. Um, so, but at that point, did you know at that point, okay, I got him now. It, it's it's going to be soon. It's ending. Yeah, once the sixth round um, was over and they went into the corner for the seventh to begin, I'm, I'm praying, like, please don't stop this fight. Don't stop. Because I don't know if they were going to stop it because they said I got, he got hit by a headbutt. Because in our corner, he kind of said that I hit him with a headbutt, but I don't know if he announced it. And I'm like, I don't know if I'm winning on the scorecard right now, so please do not stop this fight. And when I looked over to his eye, I remember it being, you know, it was like a, a half an inch to an inch 
over from his eyebrow, from his eyeball. So I was like, all right, they're not going to stop. They're going to let us keep going. And if they do, it's night, night. It's over. It's <laughs> over. I'm just going to dig it, dig it, dig it. Uh, his, and then I was able to start have his punches missing over my left shoulder, missing over my right shoulder. I was able to get my stuff down, my punches uh, going. Combination goes. I literally felt like I was boom, boom, man, senior at that point. I was like, dun, 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 dun. working and working and working, and I had a great time. I was anticlimactic though. Like I had him against the ropes. I had him hurt. Him in a body shot. He kind yeah. of quivers, yeah. and I hit him with another shot, and the ref stops. I'm like, I walk away. I just like shrug, like. Mm. I guess you can end it now. Damn it. Listen, if they would have said a headbutt, you would have had said, listen, you would have needed a step stool in order to be able to right. headbutt that guy. So that, that wasn't happening. So like you Absolutely. said, 111 mark of the seventh round. With that victory, you defended your NABA title, improved to 25-1, and 21 knockouts. You've never lost a fight here in the United States. Given what you've gone through to get back in the ring, where does this fight rank among your other 24 wins? This one was very hard uh, for motivation-wise, for my body-wise. You know, this is my fifth major surgery. Coming back from being able to do 100 push-ups to starting six months ago, on my knees, barely getting a half a push-up in, to train as much as I did to get back in that ring that night. Uh, it was one of my hardest accomplishments for me to get back that way because, I said last time that it was my last injury, and again, this time, the motivation in my body, like if I worked out really hard a few days, I would need a few days off, and it hurts. It hurts, so I'll put this up there as one of my best comebacks because it meant so much to me. Uh, it, it really did. Uh, every day, you know, I'm by myself. It's not like I'm here with a whole house full of supporters. It's just me and my girlfriend. She goes to work, and I'm just sitting home all day recovering from surgery. Um, and it wasn't because I went to physical therapy or because I went to uh, the acupuncturist. It was because I went out there and I grinded out all of my workouts just over and over. felt like junk every day. Just kept running, kept working out, kept training. Every day sucked. And it was a big accomplishment. Even on my birthday, two weeks after I got cleared to go for a run from the doctor, I ran 33 miles on my birthday just for that. Unreal. Uh, huge hometown crowd loved it. You stood in the ring afterwards, addressed the crowd by saying, I want to thank you all for coming out. This guy was a short notice, tough dude. My trainer said you have to dig deep and stay in his face, and that's what I did. That guy, Flores, can take a punch. Let's get to the next one. Let's go. So do we know when and where the next one will be? We do not know oh. just yet. I heard possibly some names, but nothing uh, confirmed. Also, I believe they're going to probably wait till my ranking comes out. So every month they have a new ranking. And because we fought at the end of February, we have to wait till basically April to get those new rankings to see where I line. See if the next type, the fight's going to be a title eliminator or possibly a title fight. Something like we just see, maybe a short notice thing happens and I got to call and I got to get back into it, which is unfortunate because right now, not going to lie, I had some ice cream before and some pizza. <laughs> well, and I probably had a pie every day and I, had, I found a place at Cannoli's for $7.50. It was like the size of a foot long. It was unbelievable. I said, what? $7.50 cannoli? This is the greatest thing in my life. 
<laughs> so Cletus, if they were okay. to call Beth for the ranking, she would put you at number one. So and and, and everyone here definitely number one ranked. You know, and we yeah. love when you come you know, on. We have to say that we have to send Cletus, given tomorrow night, a seven foot. Homentosh. Homentosh, right? You know. That's right. <laughs> Hebrew Habit, yeah, you're right. The Hebrew yeah. Habit is going out and having canoles instead of for Purim having <laughs> Homentosh. Come on, Cletus. I'm sorry, man. I'm a Long Island boy <laughs> at uh, heart. All right, Cletus. Thanks so much for coming on tonight. Uh, like you said, we love you here, all right? Uh, thank you, guys. Always appreciate coming on. I'm very uh, happy that you guys had me as a guest. Uh, best of luck with everything. You got it. Cletus Selden, the Hebrew Hammer.